Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Stephen and Joanne's second cup because one cup is never enough. Mm-hmm. On to cup two. Maybe even get to the third cup I think today. about a double shot of caffeine <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tough week for you. Maybe not you feeling... just need more sleep. I, um, yeah, we'll talk about um, sleep and what people would pay for sleep. Yeah, literally, they would take a pay cut to get a better night's sleep. Right, right until they woke up, and then they'd say, wait a second, what? Because <laughs> you'd feel so good. You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm doing, doing well. Um, yeah, I'm coming off a little bit of a, of a sick day, which is a very unusual thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, man, did I get hit hard, though. It was just something. It was one of those things where I just knew I right was going to be sick, and I sent you guys a text and says, I'm sorry, I ain't coming in tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, you did. You know, and it's just, and then I spent, I finally got to sleep, like, at 4 o'clock, uh, in the morning, which is about the time I'd normally be oh, getting yeah, up to come right. in for the shift. And then I slept until 10. So I missed you guys. Oh, you did? I mean, you didn't I, listen? I didn't listen to a we second. We said nothing oh, but way to go, things Steven. about I, well, you I tried. all morning long. I looked for the instant replay. It wasn't anywhere around. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed out on that. But, so um, we'll, talk, we'll talk about sleep this morning yep. or today. Also, by the way, uh-huh. um, Ken Daniels. I had a great conversation with him when you were out, as a matter of fact, uh-huh. about a big roast that's going on this coming weekend and Mickey Redmond. Is it a pot roast? Because that's my favorite. (laughs) Maybe you can get pot roast there, Jason. Is it Michael Simon's roast in downtown Detroit? Yummy. That's good. You have to be very careful about, uh, you know, when you sit there and start roasting Mickey because he can hit back. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he knows. Figuratively and literally. Exactly. So I'll search it for a great cause. The Jamie uh, Daniels Foundation, his son, of course, who died Uh of an opioid overdose, and it's to raise awareness and to help keep other families from having to go through the grief they face. So my conversation with him is coming up this morning. But first, we got some good news for the yeah, this is right. this is cool. I mean, we just love these signs that the city is coming back, and and I mean, there's really nobody out there I think that doubts the city's coming back. Yeah, just because of all the things going on. And here's something I think is really cool, and it's it really sends a message, not just locally but to the world, that Motown is back literally because Barry Gordy, who founded um, Motown Records, yeah, is giving four million dollars to the Hitsville USA Motown Museum. Great. Wow. And what I what I find funny about this is, of course, uh, he started Motown way back in the in the '60s, and he started it in a little house he bought. I don't know how much he paid for that house, but I bet you significantly less than four million that he's given. I would to say, help right? Expand that house? Yeah, no kidding. It's a big expansion too. They're doing like fifty million dollars in in work. Oh, and- it's it's huge. They're going to a fifty thousand square foot multimedia thing, and it's going to have. Um, oh, it's going to have like a recording studio yeah. in it, live performance venue, interactive displays. Uh, you know, the history of Motown and stuff like that, so people can go there. I mean, it's a major, it's just a major museum. Yeah. I mean, Hitsville is already cool now. I've been yeah. in it before and done the little tour, but little being the operative word because right. it's not a big place. So you go in, you go through, you know, like you can see the studios with the piano where some things were recorded, and you can, you know, see the – they've got this cool thing in the ceiling. It's just basically a shaft mm-hmm. in the ceiling they used as an echo chamber. <laughs> you stood below this thing, and it just went up through the second floor and up towards the, the attic. And the people would sing down there, and you get this weird echo, and that's how they got that effect. They put yeah. a microphone at the top of this tube, and that's how they got it. Nowadays, they do it all. Electronic. Think about all of the 
like legendary (laughs) and like historic artists that have Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five, Stevie Stevie Wonder, Wonder, Martha, Martha, everybody that you could think of. The somebody's Marvin Gaye, right? Everybody has graced that building. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they're expanding. It's amazing. Yep. Fifty thousand square feet. It's going to be pretty remarkable. Yeah. They're they're doing this in time for the Motown 60th anniversary. Yeah. So So that's pretty cool. You know what else is neat? When Mm -hmm. you look at the skyline of Detroit. I don't know if you'd be able to pick it out, but the book tower, um, it's there. It's one of the big, but you'd see it and you'd be like, yeah, I know that building. It's been empty for a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bedrock bought it back in 2015. It's been Bedrock. empty since 2009. Aren't they the people who own most of the city? Yeah, you got it. They're restoring the book tower now. That's cool. And it's going to be absolutely beautiful. They've already spent the last four years restoring the outside. Yeah, I saw like them doing 20, works and putting windows you? and stuff in. Yeah. The historic, they yeah. call it like historic, historic accurate windows or something like mm-hmm. that, historically accurate windows. Um, they've done that. The um, some of the uh, like the cornice on the outside mm-hmm. and some of the kind of statue type things that you see on the well, outside. Well, because I have noticed that over the over time, it's just getting prettier on the outside. Yes. yes. So you knew that they were doing something. It's like what they did at the train station before they went in and started doing the major uh, reno a couple of years ago. They put new windows in. They want yeah. to button it all up. Right. So the birds stop coming and living exactly. there. Exactly. While like you're that. doing the inside. Exactly. So now they've hired a company who's going to come in who is known for taking old buildings and restoring them. And they are going to take this um, this huge building mm-hmm. and they are going to bring retail office space, residential floors, all of that. It's going to break out this way. There, there's it, The plan calls for retail on the first floor. Right. So they'll be shopping on the first floor. Office space on the second and third. Okay. Hotel space, which will be great. Yeah. Nice. I'd always use more hotel rooms in the city in you city of Detroit on uh, fourth through eighth and re- then residential units above that. And then on the roof of the book building portion, it's going to have a bar, a restaurant, and event space too, that, that according to Crane. Wouldn't that so, be cool to have cool. like the apartment that is at the top of the tower? That would yeah, be my ultimate. What do you say we just chip in? Maybe if we pool our money? Or I think they're making the top floor. Didn't you mention before that they're doing a restaurant? Yeah, the bar restaurant. Yeah. That is the roof of the, um, the book building. building. Oh, the Because there's a 13-story book building. Right. And then there's the book, the, tower. The book tower. I want to be in the tower. Yeah. I know, right? We want to we want to get the like that, you. I saw a picture, and you know, it's like the the green roof that yes. maybe was copper back in the day like the spirit of detroit mm-hmm. and right. there's like a huge peak window and it's like a there's a terrace right in the middle so you know it's like a two floor yeah. oh yeah that'd I got be 20 awesome bucks, I mean, if, if you chip in a few bucks more what do you think yeah if you invest that now well you just need to co-sign for me steven that's all <laughs> i swear i won't ruin your credit <laughs> score yeah. oh yeah sure no problem. <laughs> well, that's all good for the city of Detroit. We like to see that. Um, all right, getting back to this sleep thing. This whole now. sleep thing, yeah. All right. This Excuse was me. A, wait, a, wait, I, wait, I, yeah. I need a third cup. I know. All I think right, I got go. six hours last night, and I'm celebrating because that's a lot for me. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, would you believe that a new study found nearly half of Americans, so 43%, not quite half, okay. would take a 10% pay cut for just one perfect night of sleep? What? No, no, no. I'd say one, one? perfect one a week maybe. I mean, I know. I, darn it, I want to see this study because I'm not buying that well, interpretation. Well, they, they obviously buddy. surveyed people who were really tired at the time. Seriously, that's yeah. it. But, but to your psh, point, then when, the next morning when you wake up, you're like, I feel really what, good. Yeah, what did I do? Yeah, what did I do? I took a pay cut. What? Um, <laughs> I want my money back. It does say, though, there's a lot of interesting t- statistic here, okay? All right. Um, let's see. The average American's month of sleep consists of this. Seven nights, you slept great. Never. Nope, I'm at about zero. Seven nights in a month? Yeah. No, I'm lucky to get one night a month. Five nights you slept bad. 25 nights I slept bad. Okay, but whatever. I'm sorry, this is not about me. Oh, is oh it? I'm okay. sure, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I thought Just it was all about me. Forgive Joanne. She's a little grumpy. She didn't get much sleep. <laughs> I know. 12 nights 
people slept okay, but they wake up sluggish. Uh, well, okay. Okay. And six nights, you slept okay, and you wake up okay. Yeah. Um, see, see, my problem is I did, in my career, I did 40 years of television where I did primarily nighttime television. Yeah. So I'd get off work at 1130. By the time I got home, it'd always be like 12, 12, 15, 12, 30. And then I, you know, you don't go right to sleep. Nobody, who goes nobody right to, who goes, can't. Yeah, goes right no. home. No, so I'd sit there and watch Netflix or something like that for an hour, an hour and a half, go to bed, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, now I get up at 4. Uh, yeah. I mean, suddenly it's my whole body. Backwards. I completely slipped it. And I can't, it's been a year and a half of doing this. And I still can't get myself to just go to sleep at a decent time and get like eight hours. Eight hours to me is like three days worth of sleep. I know. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I know. And I, I, I said to my husband the other day, I think I have no circadian rhythm. I'm not kidding. I'm like an infant. You know, you bring your baby home from the hospital. There's really no bedtime. I mean, right. baby's just like you take an hour nap eventually. here and then something here and something yeah. here. And just like a baby, you spend most of your day crying about it. I've got the remedy. I would like to. What? All right. You know how when a baby can't sleep mm-hmm. and they have like those cradles that rock them? Yeah. Well, they have a new one. I saw, I think it might have been partnered with Ford where they, it may, it simulates that you're driving in a car. Okay. All right, and it rocks the baby to sleep with like gentle. I need to be vibe. Now, you need with, that, Joanne. The problem with that is, as soon as she gets in her car to come to work, she'd go, "Oh, I'd fall asleep." Now, <laughs> see, now, real quick, I blame my parents for that because when I was a kid, that's how they used to get me to calm down. And I think a lot of parents might They'd have done it. it. Yeah. Take a go, take a car ride. Yes, Jason falls asleep. Yep. Right. Yep. So fast forward to when I'm first starting to drive. Yeah. By myself, yeah, see, there you are. and it was late, I was tired, and I'm driving, and I started soothing myself to sleep to the point where I fell asleep and I wrecked my car. Well, here, I was 17, <laughs> and I blame my parents but for that. For that. There you go. And my dad too. was like, no, why? No, no. And I go, because you decided to take me on a car ride when to I put was me 15. to sleep no. when I was <laughs> a baby. baby, and it's translated into every single time to this day. I get into a car and I'll fall asleep well, within two we minutes. We used to also try this: is is the dryer? We'd sit, sit there and oh. put the baby, you know, like no, the this little, is a family uh, show, Stephen. No, we put them on the dryer. Oh, yeah, okay. And yes. it's the vibration of the dryer. <laughs> that's and stuff good like until that. the car seat falls off the dryer. <laughs> oh, <you don't>, <laughs> but I figured that's what my parents must have done that to me because I still fall asleep every time I try to do laundry. Oh, I yeah, never I'll make it all home. the way to the laundry yeah. room. Mm-hmm. So we, um, I sleep with the sound machine. Right, because in college I slept with, with Gloria a fan. Stefan and the whole, the whole no, band. Be quiet. That's the Miami sound machine. <laughs> oh, hold it for sound you machine. Almost, you almost like got just it. the white noise, like that. Okay, white noise. Really? So when our kids, you don't sleep with white noise? No, I sleep with music playing. Like, I don't sleep. I just you, I, I I recreated uh, the playlist. You have from, a playlist to sleep. I recreated the playlist from Alan Allman's Pillow Talk when I was growing up <laughs> with some of my favorites, and I literally it's about forty-five songs, and I listen to it. Okay, every so night. but when it ends, when the music stops, do you wake up? I'm already it, asleep by then. Yeah, but so what? You don't wake up when the Mm-mm. music stops. No. Okay. So I just need we to sleep fall with the sound machine, right? So it's the noise. If the power goes out, I wake up instantly because the sound goes away. So the silence. So is you're then never really too. asleep. You're never in a full sleep Dude, if you can wake up my, like that. No, oh, what really oh, is more I, See, I go into if, deep REM sleep like that. I wish. I don't think I do REM sleep. Although I think I'd be dead without it. But <laughs> but I think I do REM sleep for like five minutes. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm here's what's really happening at Joanne's mattress. house. I, here's no, what's I happening at Joanne's house. She sleeps to a sound machine keeps her asleep. Her husband sleeps to the sound of her whining about it. All right. Listen. Let me tell you something. I do not complain about sleep to him. Because I decided that... Oh, you save it for us? I do. <laughs> you know, even I walk in some mornings and I'll be like, look it, I know you guys don't want to hear this, okay? But I slept three hours last night and I'm beside myself. But hold on, getting back to the cell machine thing for a second, I got to tell you, when I was sending Lauren off to school, right? I walked in her room the day she was leaving 
and she also sleeps with the sound machine because we're crazy. <laughs> and when they were babies, the, we got sound machines for them. Like, I mean, I registered for a sound machine for them. So because it also helps when you have an infant mm-hmm. to be able to make a little more right. noise in the house, yeah, right? Absolutely. Of course, I'm only conditioning my children exactly. to be able to sleep with sound. Exactly. She has the same sound machine in her room that I turned off that morning that I registered for. For almost 19 years, that thing has been going strong every night. And it really? never broke, never anything. Makes me want to cry. Oh, um, my God. But, yes, I need some. <laughs> maybe you but maybe I need to, to start sleep. sleeping in silence since I if sleep she, so well, bad. Listen, if she needs something, I have an old tube TV that barely gets yep. any channels. You Sounds can just like this. plug it in. And... You know, I've tried to find that in hotels before if I forgot my sound machine, but now I just have an app on my phone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know? Or there's YouTube that you can go, and there's probably, like, a YouTube videos of eight hours of white noise. You want to know my white noise? Oh. There it is. It's yeah, if I did that, Sounds I would like have I would pee myself. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I went to sleep with that and I didn't go to the bathroom before. Is this better? I'd be saying, what the hell is that? It's a boat swaying in the water. It's not a creaking boat line. I would think there's a ghost. How about this one? What's that? That's That's a cat cat purr. That's a cat purr. Cat purring for eight hours? (laughs) I think I have horrible dreams. Now, that wouldn't be bad. The cat one, as long as I had somebody kneading my chest the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got the crickets. Do you like this? No, that's a frog. Oh, frog! I'm sorry. That's frogs in it. That sounds kind of. You like know what? Crickets. I will say, growing up, I used to have the sounds of the loon, like the bird, the loon. Was, was somebody like building something? What are you building? A gallows? It's a TikTok. Oh, clock. a TikTok. Anyway, it's called the white noise. My app. aunt used to have a metronome when she went to sleep. Oh, man. oh, did she really? Yeah. One of those music. I just, things? I just need Dark. silence. Right, silence is literally deafening. Because if I had me. noise, I wouldn't be able to hear that screaming in my head. That's me. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying That's something just else? Just <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you meant I have four more hours before I have to Do listen to her lambs again. <laughs> Do you hear the lambs screaming in the night? Yes, yes, Ladies. yes. Okay, here's the thing. You bring up an interesting All thing. Right. I see a lot of movies. I mean, you guys do. Okay, I like movies. But once I see it, like within a month, I kind of forgot what the movie was. I could never start quoting lines. Uh-huh. That movie, I don't think I've seen Silence of the Lambs for 20-some years, mm-hmm. besides Clarissa or whatever words. Clarice. That, Clarice. Clarice, that's Clarice. it. Hello, I even got that wrong. You guys in the during the morning show, oh, yeah. you guys will pull out movie lines. And I'm like, sometimes, just truth be told, I just pretend I know what you're talking about. I'm <laughs> like, right. oh, totally, I remember no, that. No, we know that, actually. I know. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to play that game with Eric because I swear if he couldn't talk in movie lines, he wouldn't. Well, have, the, the have funny thing is, my my, my wife never remembers if she's ever seen a movie. So she goes, "Oh, that sounds really good." And so we start watching about five minutes in. She goes, "Oh, I've already seen this movie." Yeah, yeah. So how could you not know you you've seen a movie? And I said, "It was called Gone with the Wind." I mean, you don't remember having seen that. <laughs> I, I pretty much that. determined that you can name a movie. Like right now, I want you guys to name a movie, any movie. Uh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Well, of course, it'd be Private Ryan. Of course, Ryan. you've seen that. Courtney has seen neither of those movies. Well, seriously, really? Forrest Gump never yeah. saw. How's that possible? Like literally, she doesn't watch any movie. It's the, she, and now how in she's the world all are you that together, right? The movie she's all or anything with Heath yeah. Ledger, she's seen a hundred oh times. My gosh, how funny! But it's just it's crazy because I like yeah, you yeah, said you I, I love movies. This may like, not work out between the two of you. I mean, there's a point in life where you know you, you're gonna. Well, have there's to a line in the sand. Oh, she's got to start watching them. Well, there's some movies that, like, I refuse to, like, no, you must watch Star Wars Return of the Jedi with me. Do you know I've never seen any Star Wars after the first three? I forced her. Yeah, I think I should. Hmm. Was the force strong? The force was not strong. (laughs) Five minutes later, she's on her phone. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the old fo- yeah the old phone I did rent, She's like, I'm paying way. attention. I'm like, no, you're not. What just happened? Right. They call that phone dipping, you know. Uh, I run in a movie. When they start dipping to the phone during a show, oh, and they say man. They're, they're trying to get she's rid of She's a heavy phone. dipper. We oh, lived in Albany, New York 21 years ago. So, like, 28 years ago, we moved there, right? And I got, I went and I rented a movie on a Friday night. We didn't have kids yet. And I get it home, and I'm like, honey, I read the back of this. This looks so good to me. I think this would be great. He literally said to me, Joanne, we rented that a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And I, I mean, I was horrified because oh, yeah. I'm thinking, how is it? How could I possibly not know yeah. that? No, I understand that one. That That's crazy. All right. <laughs> uh, we mentioned I had a great conversation with Ken Daniels. Yes. Great guy. Been through so much with the loss of his son, but he's holding a great fundraiser coming up this weekend. That's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of laughs because his son, Jamie, loved to laugh. Okay. okay. So uh, we want to share that conversation with you now. Hey, we are so lucky to be joined in studio by Ken Daniels this morning. Good morning to you. Morning, Joanne. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, you are so welcome. You know you know the voice. We'll talk Red Wings and all that coming up. But let's talk about the big event that you've got coming up on Saturday night. It's at Soundboard, Motor City Casino. It's the uh, first Jamie Daniels celebrity roast. And our first roastee will be Mickey Redmond. <laughs> and will lead us through the night, the great voice of uh, NBC hockey, Doc Emmerich. Uh, along with the likes of Scotty Bowman, Mike Babcock, John Davidson, uh, Marcel Dion, Mickey's first housemate when Marcel came here in the early 70s as a rookie, and Jim Ralph and Ian Bagg, who has a a couple of Prime Video specials out. So uh, they'll be roasting Mick. Uh, You know what roasts can be like. I'm I'm sure Mick has some trepidation. I uh, bet. (laughs) This week. So do I, actually, about what's going to be said. I don't think they'll get too personal, but it is a 21 and over event, and tickets are available at jamiedanielsfoundation.org. You'll see Mickey's caricature on there. You can click on that, learn more. And all our silent auction items, there'll be a live auction there, too, and drawing for tickets and, and Red Wing jerseys. But the silent auction item is also on there as well. And I think we've got some of the greatest silent auction items I've seen. And there are so many fundraisers who do so many great things. And yeah. I think we've really hit it out of the park on this one. Our people at uh, Children's Foundation have worked so hard. Before we talk more about the foundation and the amazing work that you're doing and how this came to be, um, how did Mickey Redmond, how did you come up with, he's the one you wanted to roast here? There was no one else. I ran into Darren Pang, who just called me uh, yesterday and said, I'm in for the roast because he had to do something in St. Louis and, and, and is going to be at one of our tables as one of our celebrity guests. And I couldn't be happier because two years ago, Darren and I were working in an NBC uh, playoff series, Columbus and Washington. And Darren had come in to meet me for dinner just the night before. And I said, where were you last night? He said, I was being roasted in St. Louis. And it just clicked. Yeah. And I said, a roast. Everyone does golf tournaments. I don't think there's a roast here. So I checked with some people when I came back and there isn't. And then I had this idea, and the first person I called was Doc Emmerich, just to ask him if he would be available. And when I asked Doc, and I said, I'm thinking of doing a roast, and he said, would your first roastee be a former 50-goal right winger? <laughs> so he knew right away. <laughs> we were just thinking on the same path. And then I called Mick, and he thought about it, not for too long, actually. And he said, I got, I got broad shoulders. I can handle this one. And because he had a, a nice bond with Jamie. Jamie always made him laugh. My son loved to laugh. Jamie's laugh was so infectious. Mm. That I thought, you know what? A roast, Jamie's laughter, the affection for Mick, it's perfect. Yeah, it was a no-brainer, right? You just yeah. put them together and it's it'll perfect. be a great success, I'm sure. Talk a little bit about um, about your son and, first of all, how, how you've been. You've taken something that, that no parent can imagine and turned it into a foundation that is doing good to help other parents be spared from the type of grief that you've had to face. Yeah, and for the longest time, Joanna, it was the uh, the shame and stigma of what, 
mm. is addiction that prevented us from speaking about it. And that's why we do now. And we, we tell so many, don't be like us. us. You have to talk about it. Outside of my immediate family, uh, the five of us, including Jamie, who were involved, or six of us, including Jamie, who were involved, nobody knew. My family in Toronto didn't know uh, mm. because Jamie had been in sobriety for seven months in Florida when he said, I need to go to rehab. So he owned it. He went. He yeah. wanted to get better. But he, we acquiesced to his wishes not to tell anyone. So his friends could assume, sure, but no one really knew. And we told them he was working in Florida, which he was. He was working as a law clerk down there, was going to study, starting to study for his LSATs. So nobody knew. So you can imagine the shock of my family after we'd put Jamie on the phone at family holidays and they're in Toronto and everyone would get together and I'd drive in. They talked to Jamie on the phone. Sounded great. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you tell them he's dead. Right. They were peeved at me because mm-hmm. I didn't bring them along for what was a traumatic journey. It was awful living through hell of a son going through addiction. Mm. You can't imagine it. But again, I tell people addicts don't want to be addicts. Jamie was a fun, loving kid, and he got turned on to opioids in his freshman year at college because after Jamie died, the kid who started him on opioids, because after all, the doctor prescribes it, can't right, hurt you, must right. be okay. Within five days, Jamie was hooked, and he called to tell me that. And then it lends mm. to stealing and the lying. And when I say addicts don't want to be addicts, there needs to be empathy here and not judgment. For everyone, empathy is such a key term, highest form of knowledge without judgment. Yeah. Because once one becomes addicted, the feeling of withdrawal to go through detox, your brain, the cognitive responses in your brain has changed. You can't say no. Nancy Reagan from the 80s, she may have been right, say no to drugs. When you're addicted to this crap, you can't say no because the brain won't let you because the brain says you're going to be so sick if you don't get this. The worst flu times 100 you've ever had. I need to stay high. You need something so my body doesn't get sick. So addicts, even though they try, they don't want to be addicts. The brain says, no, you're not going to be sick. That's why you have to go on a detox for at least 30 days to get clean. And as a parent who had a son go through addiction, I can tell you when he was in detox, not once, but a couple of times, and the main time for 30 days, that's when you sleep. You sleep at night knowing that phone call isn't coming at mm-hmm. 2 or 3 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. The knock on my door from the Birmingham police officer came at 10, 17 in the morning, mm-hmm. but that's a different story. But those nights you sleep where you go, my son is safe. So now you've been through that hell. You've mm-hmm. been through it all. What is your foundation hoping to do to, to keep others from experiencing this? Well, first off, we've written our first grant went to Michigan State University for $30,000 for their recovery program for mm-hmm. safe, sober living and uh, recovery specialists in the house and coordinators to help that out. So that's our first. We hope other colleges can hop on board and the Jamie Daniels Foundation will help others in that regard too. Our long-term project is to build a safe, affordable, long-term recovery center in Jamie's memory. Right. So those who come out of detox have a safe, sober place to live. And where they're living is not surrounded by drug dealers. That's that's not what it's about. Right. It's it's a safe, sober place where there'll be, we envision, where there will be a job placement on site. There will be the programs, 12-step programs that these kids need to go to. Sure, there is medically assisted treatment, as we call matting, 
So there's medically assisted treatment, but it's not just that. You need to go to programs too. It's way beyond that. This is a way of life for the rest of your life, just like alcoholism is. Well, people go to AA every day of their life, right? Right. If you wanted to build a house for AA, people would have no problem. If you would want to build a house for those coming into recovery and sobriety after going through detox, oh, no, no, we can't have that here. But if you want to build a home for recovering alcoholics, that wouldn't be a problem. So we have to end that shame, have to end that stigma. We have to end that perception that addicts are addicts and they're dying in an alley with a needle in their arm. Right. My son never used needles. He was scared of needles. He took prescription he took drugs. Right. And that's what did it because the pharmaceutical industries which started all this, and I'm glad now the attorneys general in, in states are, are prosecuting and they're winning and we're yeah. waiting for Michigan here to do this and they will. And Ohio, that'll be a litmus test. So more and more beyond Oklahoma and others, we have to get at the pharmaceutical companies who knew what they were doing and they started this crisis and we have to keep working at them. Yeah. Well, we commend you for what you're doing truly. And it sounds like this event, I love I love that you're making it a fun thing because as you said, Jamie, yeah. love to laugh, right? So yeah, you're honoring did. his memory in an amazing way and helping other families. So thank you for that. And and before you leave, if we could ask you, what do you think about the Red Wings this year? They're going to, well, you know, it sounds so cliche to say, oh, they're going to be competitive. But you know what? I I was talking with Mick about this, and we said, even last season, they were a lot of fun to watch. Yes, there were many nights they got their their doors blown off. But that happens to a lot of teams. And this is a young team. And they're going to have some older contracts coming off this year. But the older guys who are here now are going to help the kids through one more season. And we've got some really good prospects coming. And those who rate uh, the National Hockey League and prospects were in the, the top third of those. So it's going to take some time. Rebuilds are not done overnight. When I say rebuild, it's to be consistent year after year after year with maybe somewhat of a shot at getting far into the playoffs in a Stanley Cup. That's my idea of being truly competitive. Okay. Will the team be competitive on the ice? Yes. Do they play up-tempo? Do they play with speed? They got kids with energy and they want to play hard? You're going to see that. Are the playoffs a realistic possibility? No, just because of who's around them. Yeah. Probably not. But they finished with some 70 points in it last year. Hmm. So to make an improvement to get there, you're going to have to get 10 to 11 to 12 more wins. This league is so tight. It's a hard league. But that's okay. Watch the kids. See the progression. Can Dylan Larkin get to 30 goals again? Can he go from 70 points to 80? Can Athanasiu get 30 again? Can Mantha be a 35-goal scorer consistently? Can the defenseman, Philip Horonic, who was so good at the World Championships, continue to progress Where does Philip Zadina, our top pick number six from a year ago, does he make the team? So many questions. For me, that's the fun part. It's, listen, I've had the worst loss in my life that I'll ever experience. I look at wins and losses differently now. But even the losses now, when I see on the ice, if the kids are playing hard and they're competitive, and that's what Steve Eisenman wants, competitive spirit of those he's hired off the ice, scouting staff, everything he wants, and those on the ice. If you're competitive and you're giving your, your all and the fans see that, to me right now, that's what matters most. Great having Eiserman with us now, huh? It is. And he's, he's changing a lot of things. And as I say, his competitive spirit, and it takes time. When he came on board, he said, let's be patient here. And yeah. I'm going along with that. Let's be patient. And I think the fans are. The fans want to see it. But when you want to rebuild, be prepared. It's not one or two years. No. It's another three or four to be truly at that place where you can say, you know what? 
This isn't just a one-off. We can do this next year, we too. We know, because we're Tigers fans, too. We know They're, all about you're rebuilds. Lions, and you're Lions, Lions fans, fans, right? You know that. <laughs> Ken, real quick, before you go, where can we learn more if we want to register or go, come to this row? So there's still tickets available? Yes. Okay. Still tickets available. Motor City Soundboard. Uh, this coming Saturday night, September 7th, go to jamiedanielsfoundation.org or Ticketmaster. But can, you can view everything at our site, jamiedanielsfoundation.org. Tickets are available for after 8, which means you come in at 7.15, you have your silent auction items are all there. Your hors d'oeuvres are there. All your adult beverages are there. It is a 21 and over event, and it is cocktail attire or suit and tie. You can figure out for the ladies what, right. what that <laughs> what is. That means. But for a man, it's a suit right. and tie. So you come in at 7.15. You'll come upstairs at Soundboard at 8 o'clock, and the Jake Maurer Band will play, and the rest of the night will continue for a few hours, including the roast. You're going to laugh. You're probably going to cry a little, too. I bet. I know I will. I know you will. Ken Daniels, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. God bless you you for everything you're doing to help families. Appreciate it.